sounds a little weird a little off um we are actually uh, uh we're actually recording through the phone i got a really well, we're fucking lazy that's why we're lazy fat piece of shit americans yeah i, I could have probably drove him over here and we could have recorded it in, in my house which isn't really a studio. yeah but some people have to work for a living and we don't want to fucking move okay yep <laughs> exactly fuck you if you don't like it fucking a Alright, so we got a few things to talk back about. Back to fucking wrestling. Huh? Back to wrestling. Wrestling. Alright, so taking a break from the horror and uh, going on some wrestling. Now. Yep, because we're total cliche horror wrestling fans. <laughs> you know what's funny, too, is I was listening to. Uh, I was actually listening to this. Um, uh, hold on a second. Can you still hear me? Yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, I was listening to, um, what was it? I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually Jim Cornette's podcast. And uh, the interesting thing about Jim Cornette's podcast is, first off, Jim Cornette is a super awesome guy, you know, just in general as far as listening to him, especially talking about the old days. He's also a huge horror fan, uh, mostly old yeah. school horror, though. And uh, he had a, a special guest on, um, by the name of Spenguli. And if you don't know who Spenguli is, he's essentially um, a horror TV show host, similar to the host of, you know, like, like you know, the older, um, like, like the old uh, night, you know, weekend movie night, um, you know, TV shows that they used to have back in the day. Of course, we didn't really have that around here. We, uh, when we were uh, teenagers, we had that Billy Bob's fucking horror on, like, TNT. Yeah, there was that, and then there was also... And we went uh, up all night with Ron Sheer shit, man. We watched most of our horror through that. Yeah, that's... There was a virus show, there was... Yeah, it was just the... As far as, like, local Portland, though, there wasn't really much. Yeah, no, there was nothing really out here. We yeah. had to watch, you know, national. And pretty much the way... Um, and they were talking about it, too, is uh, Sven Gulli and, uh, and uh, Jim Cornette were actually talking about, like, the old... Back in the old days, you know, of, uh, the golden year of horror, years of horror, and of course, back in the heyday of wrestling, when um, when both used to actually scare or scare people, and um, I mean, wrestling never scared people really, unless you were Abdullah the Butcher, but uh, or Bruiser Brody, who were like scary looking individuals. Um, the believability just kind of, you know, is kind of lost, and you know, like more or less. Horror fans, uh, wrestling fans alike, uh, especially fans of old school stuff, are more jaded uh, on the newer product. And um, without horror and wrestling, we wouldn't have the Undertaker people. Exactly, and you know, honestly, like, you know, the undertaking that um, that horror films have had to go through over the course of you know, like, t last twenty years, um, and psychological thrilling and ooh twist. Yeah, you know, kill everybody. 
and then the um, and basically the unmasking that pro wrestling had to go through in the past twenty years. Um, I kind of think that they're they're almost like hand in hand. If you uh, if you actually mix in a little bit of heavy metal, you got a perfect triple threat of entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing about it too, for me, uh, especially like being uh, yeah, horror did have its PG era. It was the early two thousands. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, there was some of that in the eighties too, but at least the stuff in the eighties was hardcore. Not everything. Not everything, no. But there was a lot of a lot of the PG thirteen horror that was in the eighties. Yeah, 80s. There was a lot of shit too. Yeah, but there was PG horror movies that were good. Well, not to mention if you think about what, it, what was what was the gate? Huh? Oh, the what gate was, was the gate. P- yeah, the, I think the gate was R. Because really, I don't remember really any horrific thing. I thought it was like the PG. I think it was R because of the language. Yeah, I think it was because of the language. I know the Poltergeist was uh, PG, uh, thirteen. And then that was but the other was thing. Like, there was like horror movies that they made for children. Yeah. Monster Squad. Yep. Monster Squad. Um, Goonies. Fuck you, Goonies. I'm saying it. I, I live in Oregon. Fuck <laughs> you, Goonies. Yeah, Goonies is. We're definitely here on Rock. You know, on Rock Corpse Entertainment, we're we are not really. Yeah, fans well, Monster Squad, motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, Wolfman don't have no nerds. Doesn't exactly. Wolfman got nerds. The funny thing is too is that we actually grew up in the '80s where um, where wrestling actually was PG, much like it is now, minus the blood. Yeah, we, '80s PG meant you know. It's ass because I watched yeah. Beastmaster. And... Yeah, and like PG Some nowadays. Is... Come on. Yeah, and PG nowadays is so much more like uh, it's so much more stripped down. You know, it's not really, it's not this, it's not the entertainment we, you know, we grew up with. Then again, like some of the stuff that came out when we were, you know, kids wasn't really the greatest. It's just that's just how we remember it, and of course we can hold on to it. And some of that shit does have stay power. You know, you can go back. And watch, you know, you can rewatch like um, all the uh, older uh, classic horror films as well as go back and watch, you know, a lot of the matches from like NWA, AWA, WCW, WWF. And no matter how cheesy like the hairstyles and the music and everything was, it's, it still had like this amazing fun factor that wrestling today almost doesn't have. Uh, they're getting back to it. I was liking it with Brock. He was cussing more in promos. They were oh, having no. to bleep him more. And they actually, the whole Suplex City bit in promos was fucking awesome. Uh, they're, 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 they're finally getting rid of that PG era. You still and there? You still there, Steve? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Goddamn. That's the one thing that's keeping me, like, I don't watch SmackDown really. Usually I'll, like, record it, but fast forward to the end or who I want to see which is usually Dean Ambrose or I like watching The Miz or not The Miz but uh, Dolph Ziggler he yeah. just he reminds me he shoots the show he does he honestly does but yeah. Yeah, there's no a lot of men out there like him that they don't use correctly they're doing a good job with them pushing them really well um, yeah that's actually one of my biggest fears about like the NXT system is that how many really cool guys do they have in NXT right now 
are that are gonna actually transition well on the main roster. Well, I do like this. Uh, whatever Owens. Oh, Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah. Formerly. Yeah, dude. He came up to. I love what he said to uh, Cena. I really do. I love how he. I love how he and actually. He's, like, he's all son. He's like, don't call me son. Don't call me rookie. I've been doing this fifteen years. I've been doing this longer than you have. Yep. Kevin's... And I just now get my break. Yeah. He's like, so don't talk to me like no rookie. Yeah, Kevin Steen's yeah, the I, shit. I didn't like that because I I would rather them tell people how long they've been actually trying to make it big. How yeah. long they've been actually wrestling instead uh. of. I'm thinking, oh, they're a rookie. No, they're not. Here's a one rookie gets the chance and be on television and is pushed the way they are. Yeah. There's no one rookie. I, I, th- I think that in NXT system, there's only a few guys that are actually, like, purely bred from the NXT system. Like, they were, their wrestling careers were born there because, like, they're either ex, like, football players ex-basketball players or, you know, just, like, ex-athletes of different, um, of different sports. They're just ex-athletes. Yeah. Oh, my God, little page came back. Uh, yeah. I love that little pentagram around her neck from her outfit. It's fucking hot. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's the one Thank thing I've been man, kind of... Of course, is awesome. I think that's the it's one thing... It's nice about having uh, Roman Reigns on the show. That was such a... Such a nice thing in his last draw. Probably that's probably why I watched more than normal. <laughs> no, you know, no Randy Orton. They're all in the back of the line. They're back to the bus now. They don't get they don't get another shot at Rollins, but Dean Ambrose wouldn't take no for an answer. Yeah, and he he shouldn't either, you know. There's no uh He is so funny. He's like, Man, what happened to you, Kane? You used to be scary. <laughs> what would Paul Bear say? What would your brother say? And you hit Kane got all pissed. He's like, Yeah, I'm cool. You're like, you're going to get pretty loud. He's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had Bray Wyatt, dude. And they do, they have such a good rivalry. Oh, they yeah. wrestle so good together. They make it look like it hurts more than it probably does. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that yeah, I love. And, and that's that's a good rivalry. I mean, Dean Ambrose deserves it, but Bray Wyatt deserves one just as much. Oh, fuck yeah. Even though Bray, or what, uh, well, not Bray, but Dean Ambrose had his title seven months into his career when he was U.S. champion, after seven months. Yeah. He was U.S. champion, and he was U.S. champion for almost a year. Yeah, no, and, the, and the, you know, it's kind of cool what they're doing with, like, the U.S. championship and the, and the IC championship, kind of trying to, they're putting them more in the spotlight than they had been in recent years, and... I mean, when was the last I mean, real... I think they're not going to give Dean Ambrose a title shot, but they're having money in the bank here yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. And Dean Ambrose needs to win that. But... Hmm. He needs to be the first to cash it in on the IC title. Huh. All right. So, um, okay, so the the last event that actually happened with WWE this last Sunday was uh, the Payback pay-per-view. And, uh, uh, and the paperback pay-per-view starts off with a couple different pre-show matches. The first match being R-Truth versus Stardust. Um, it's kind of weird seeing Stardust on his own. Watch and... that sh- I didn't watch that match. I didn't care. Yeah, and of course, you, you didn't miss much because R-Truth and little Jimmy totally beat fucking Stardust. Um, and then for the second match, uh, we have the Ascension versus the new Mega Powers, <laughs> Curtis Axel and Macho Man. Yeah, that was so funny, but and he's get up that Axel did was great. Oh yeah. But 
the end of the day is the push of the ascension. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I just rather the ascension just show how good they are instead of talking how they're better than every other taxi ever. Yeah. I think the one thing that... that... that all I want to see is Dudley's be resigned for a night and then 3D them motherfuckers to the table and then just leave and then they'll make the best ever one. Yeah, no shit. I think the one thing about the Ascension, like the, the push that they're getting now on the main roster as opposed to when they were in NXT, because when they were in NXT, they weren't like, you know, gloating about being the best. They just went out there and destroyed people. And then, you know, that was the, I mean, the build for that team. They were supposed to be like a heel team, but the crowd fucking loved the shit out of them, you know, so much that you would hear like the crowd chanting, you know, like, yeah, every single time the guys got hit and, um, and people were just boning up or just waiting for that fucking, uh, that finisher, the fall of man that they have. And that was the one that was like one of the best moments of the match. It was kind of like watching a demolition match where Axe and Smash would just kind of run into the ring, just pound, you know, I mean, not nothing fancy either. Just pound the shit out of their opponent and then give them the fucking elbow drop off the top, off the middle rope. And, um, you know, also similar with, uh, you know, well, not really similar to uh, the Road Warriors because at least with the Road Warriors, they actually had match matches. Um, oh yeah, they actually you know they they weren't dominant every match. No, I mean I think they had the, I think they were dominant until like I, I remember like once when I was a kid I think they got taken out by the Midnight Express at one point and you know like I remember uh, what was it four twenty was dominant in WCW or Chronic or whatever you want to call them. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, Chronic, I think. I made a Chronic to WWEF, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it was. It, they weren't as dominant. They, they had a good, you know, impressive a debut. Yeah, but then they got squashed by Kane and The Undertaker. And, that was kind of Kane, and of course, nobody could do anything to them because they're both dead people. Yep. So let's get back to this card. So the first actual match of the pay-per-view was Sheamus, uh, taking on Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. And, yeah, of course, they, they put on a good show, and Dolph got busted the fuck open, too. I'm kind of interested to, like, the full build of the match. I mean, was there a point in the match before Sheamus won that Dolph was actually holding himself up, or was it just, uh, or was it almost like a like a three- or four-minute, like, squash match? No, no, it was, it was like 20, 25 minutes. It was a good match. Dolph, Dolph, goes out there and puts on a show, man. Hmm. And, and so does Seamus. I think the one thing I really love about like, more extravagant with his moves, his physicality, his, his body movements. I mean, Seamus is awesome. Seamus is great. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I, and I kind of like the fact, I kind of like the fact that he's not like Iris Cena right now. He's, He's kind of just going back to his bad years. He's fucking, fucking giving himself little pigtails on his beard. And... Yeah, I saw that look he's got now. It's oh fucking God, crazy. Oh God, oh you look stupid. Yeah, can you like can the crowd take up now? Yeah, no shit. I don't know. <laughs> Something other than that with the word I don't think. Yeah, and the second match of the night uh, was the New Day, which is uh, Biggie Langston. Uh, it, was, oh, it was best two out of three falls. Kofi there Kingston. There were some great moves that were done by Team Supposed Heart. 
Yeah. And New Day just, at the end, they used the other black guy to pin while Kofi was out, and the press didn't notice because, well, apparently all black people are the white women in pinning formation. Which is pretty funny so, considering that Xavier Woods has... Like, Xavier Woods has more of a when fro than Kofi does. Black and white, they must be a bit gray or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's fucking anyway, terrible. That just, that's how they want and then at the end, they're drinking milk. <laughs> really? <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, they're like, we don't whine, we don't cry, and we don't get angry, blah, 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 blah. And purple stuff? What the, the girl looking at them at the end of the match was like, well, you're going to be in the elimination chamber casting match, blah, 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 the elimination chamber. Yeah. And then they start whine, crying, and bitching. Well, that was the only part I liked, I mean. But, at the end of the day, they retain their titles, which was ridiculous because title, the whole title division is just shit and has been for years. Yeah. I mean, anytime they get a good tag team like fucking Stardust and Goldust, that was golden, man. Come on, people. What is wrong with you? Yeah, literally golden. <laughs> and then shit. But of course, fucking Stardust had to find another galaxy, you know? Of course, yeah. yeah <laughs> find another galaxy. And then they sign a piece at Royal Rumble and fucking give us Bubble Ray fucking Dudley. You, you know, and then back in TNA, motherfuckers. You know what I think should have happened? I think, uh, like, I mean, I know it won't happen because AJ Styles is probably doing a lot better, you know, on the independent circuit right now, but, you know, wrestling for Ring of Honor and New Japan, but it would be really awesomely funny considering that both Stardust and AJ Styles have the weird, like, you know, have the glove with the little symbol on it and shit, they would make an awesome tag team. Oh, yeah, they would. Especially with, like, the moves that AJ's got and fucking the craziness of fucking uh, Stardust. I think they'd be a pretty bitchin' tag team. Well, they need to resign Morrison and Gabriel and make them a tag team. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, because those guys are fucking cool. Actually, actually, you know, you know, Justin... Huh? But we need more than just like, you know, a tag team that is flashy and blah, blah, blah. We need a tag team like the Dudleys. Yeah, like so Dominic. Like an actual good tag team. Like a very good. Yeah. And the one thing about like the Dudleys I always liked is that they're like every classic tag team we've ever seen in wrestling and every type of classic tag team we've seen in wrestling. Not just like, you know, the beat em ups like Demolition and. You know, the powers of pain, not just like, you know, not like um, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, not like um, the the Killer Bees or any of those guys. I mean, they're like an extremely unique dynamic for a tag team, you know, because you got both guys who are really big dudes, but they fucking, they wrestle like they're lighter weight. Especially some of the shit I've seen Bubba do, man. This is fucking nuts. I mean, Bubba's no cruiserweight, but... He can move good for his size. Oh, yeah. Always has. I think the one guy I always liked, I, I, that I loved as a singles competitor, anyway, was uh, was Devon. It just didn't push him hard enough, I don't think. No, my favorite singles competitor was Spike. Especially when he was in WWE, because they gave him like the whole Reverend Devon thing. And well, yeah, the only good Spike thing to come out of that gimmick was fucking Spike Dave Batista. out of the ring by Undertaker. That motherfucker 
there's it was just, like the I only way they so were much. able to pull Dave Batista out of OVW. <laughs> oh God, man! All right, so like um, the next match after that, of course, is uh, Bray Wyatt um, taking on Ryback. Dude, Bray Wyatt—that was actually a pretty good match, dude. He ran off the fucking uh, apron and did a, like this—not a swanton, but a, a, a you know splash right on the fucking. Dude, he caught some fucking air. He slammed on fucking Ryback, dude. Ryback was not the same after. The ref even put his arms up in the neck. Hmm. You know that X that they do for the injuries? Yeah. Yeah, they, I was watching some shit on Tumblr where they were showing, just re showing that over and over and over again. But Ryback might have actually got hurt. Not sure. Yeah, it's kind of tough to say because, like, I mean... Ryberg, you know. Ryberg, Yeah. <laughs> Well, cause like he's just so—I mean, he's such a big dude, but he doesn't like show much versatility in the ring at all. So you gotta wonder what what kind of moves he can take and what he's you know what he's good at taking well, and what he's, he's not. He's actually he is a better wrestler than Goldberg. Well, yeah, I mean he can at least sell. Goldberg's like, first yet. Yeah, I remember like I remember watching that uh, like on WWE Network because I don't remember it from uh, from watching Nitro, but. I remember like, uh, cause I, and, and I used to watch Nitro every week, but I don't remember the match that uh, William Regal and Goldberg had. And then rewatching that shit, I was like, "Wow, dude, Goldberg can't fucking wrestle at all." <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, like, and that that proved it completely and ugly. And I'm a giant fan of Goldberg. I love Goldberg, and I hate Cena, even though uh, Goldberg and Cena have the five moves of doom. Yep. So, and same with Sting, too. Sting was like that, too, where he doesn't really have a big move set either. He's just... Uh, he doesn't have, like, a big... No. Yeah, move repertoire. <laughs> yeah, he's just that fantastic... Uh, he's just, like, that fantastic face everybody wants to see win. And... Oh, yeah. Just because he goes, And speaking of John Cena, so we got John Cena taking on uh, uh, Rusev. Oh, dude, they were all over the place. Rusev would not quit. John Cena would not quit. He grabbed one of his old steel thing guards, the old steel guards to keep yeah. the crowds out. Yeah. He's the one hiding in the back after he already uh, uh, adjusted him in the, by the entrance and some flames were off and they made you think, hey, Rusev's on fire! And not like NBA vampire, okay? Um, <laughs> and then he walks over and he grabs one of the old rails. And he angles it, and he gets it back to the ring, and he angles it against the apron yeah. where he was going to attitude adjustment Rusev onto it. And then Rusev reverses it, and shoots like his ass into it. And then John <laughs> puts a brutal barricade, and there was just so much physical stuff outside the ring that happened. It was actually a really good match, and neither of them would quit. Yeah. And like Keona kept on asking him, God, that guy has a deep voice. Two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, he would ask him, Do you quit? So he ultimately quits, and, uh, right? John Cena apparently won because he wouldn't say, like, Rusev never said I quit English, apparently. He uh, said it in his native tongue, and Lana had to come over and say that he, he said I quit, I said I quit. Because you can see the frustration on Lana's face and so every time so, he got so, hurt. So in, a, so in a sense, Lana basically threw in the towel for him. Yeah, basically is what they were saying, but she says, you, on Monday night, she said, you, says, you said this multiple times, that's I quit in Bulgaria. Yeah. He's like, you said that. Now, this next match, this kind of gets me because, like, okay, first off, now I'm going to say this right off the bat. 
Um, the Divas division in the on the main shows sucks a gnarly dick. And especially since they lost AJ. As the pet, and they don't use Tamika or whatever. Oh, Tamika. Oh God, what's your face? You know, supposedly Jimmy Snook is. Yeah, to, yeah, Tamina, Tamina Snuka. Yeah, they don't use her the right way. They always just make her a bodyguard, and when she should, she should be dominating the that Divas division by herself. Yeah, not with somebody else. They need to push my little page a lot fucking more. <laughs> yeah, and I think, they that... lost AJ, and they lost fucking. They're just well, they lost AJ. They lost a lot. Yeah, and. And the thing is, too, that that sucks about um, about the main roster's Diva division is the fact that only a few wrestlers in the Divas division were actually good. Were like, if you watch like NXT, most all of those chicks are fucking good. And the thing that very good. And the thing that kills me about this particular match, the Naomi and Tamina versus uh, the Bella Twins. It's the fact that uh, it's so high up on the card and it's such a crappy match. Oh, I, I know. I I, that, that's the thing. I'm like, if you're having a woman's fucking fight, have it the first or second match. Yeah, because I did get a chance that's to see this match. To do. You mm-hmm. have the first match, which is, you know, like a decent match, and then you throw a little fucking demon match in. That way people can go throw money into concessions. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking as far as that match is concerned, but uh, they do that all the time now with their pay per views. Yeah, and it was only they like just, a, they, they don't they don't line the matches up right. Yeah, and and according to like the card, this was only like a six minute long match, so it's like why even have it? You know, like just make it a three minute match, and then like I noticed that the here, hold on a second, I noticed that the match right after this match is Neville uh, versus King yeah, Barrett. Yeah. And I love the ring of King Barrett. I, lo- I, I, I really like that because it's like... Oh, yeah, that is great. Yeah, because, I mean, not only does he have some bad news, but he's the fucking king of the ring now. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, he has a reason to have bad news. Though. He's the fucking king. And I love the fact that they actually brought back King of the Ring again because, like, it, 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 it's... The a, thing I like is they make it one night on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, it should be like a pay-per-view. Yeah, it should have been. And they have done that for years. Ever since they basically brought it back, it's just... Now, how did this match go? How did like this match go? When they talk about Stone Cold being king of the ring and, and Bret Hart being king of the ring, that's yeah. great. Yeah. The tournament was much bigger. Oh, yeah, way bigger. More people had an opportunity at king of the ring instead of, you know, like eight people on one night. And basically, all you see is just king of the ring matches and, you know... I mean, that match. And how was the um, and how was the overall match? Like, how did Neville do on his first like pay per view match? As far as uh, yeah, so King Barrett took out his knee. And he had knee, He had to show like he, he could still you know keep up and with the injury. In the end, King Barrett won. You know, he did a good job, but not you know. Hmm. His knee just he kept on like uh, collapsing because his knee was so bad supposedly. <laughs> and then Bo Lee came back on Monday night and started ripping on him. <laughs> and he's like, uh, who did I beat to get the NXT title? Oh, that was you like you, Bo Lee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, both when Bo <laughs> Dallas was NXT champion. And he's British, so it's how even funnier. 
Oh man, and then uh, it was okay. I mean, it was better than the Divas match. It was better than any of the pre-fucking show matches. And so, how was the main event in this match? We have like Seth Rollins taking had his moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, a, you got a glimpse of the Shield coming back and uh, doing the power bomb to Randy Orton through a table. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then yeah, and then Seth Rollins and. They're all yeah, and you see Seth Rollins all yeah, the shield's back. And then they, of course, Ambrose and fucking Rollins, Roman Reigns, and look at him and then just take him out. Yeah. <laughs> and then Roman Reigns power bombs Kane on the table onto Seth Rollins. Nice. And Dean Ambrose was fun to watch, of course. And, yeah, and the one was, thing, the one thing, of course, kept interrupting, and you know, all of Rollins' goons kept interrupting, and basically won the title for him. Yeah, keep it till SummerSlam when Brock comes back. Supposedly, that's the timeline for Brock to come back. And it's kind of almost what you Brock would expect to happen. That's what I'm waiting for. Rollins is going to keep the title till SummerSlam, or whenever Brock comes back. Yeah, comes back. Everybody's dead. <laughs> Everybody. Now, one thing, um, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, aside from WWE, is that um, TNA has been shaping up as of late. Um, of course, recently uh, TNA had announced that Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins would join the organization as a part of their creative team, and I, I like the idea only because, like, you gotta get. I mean. Whether you like the Smashing Pumpkins or not, the fact that Billy Corgan is still relevant today because that announcement alone got so much media coverage from multiple from like sports news, entertainment news that I think this is probably the most attention that TNA has got in the past, few, especially in the past few years, especially from like their time on Spike, you know, when Hogan well, was a part of the. Because uh, they're not just bringing in somebody who's known for wrestling. Somebody yeah, who's known for music. Who likes wrestling and who can con- contribute to oh. your organization? Yeah, and, and I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing what yeah, he's going to bring. Two different genres yeah. into what he's doing, and that's more people, and that's more entertainment, and that's more publicity, and that's more everything. Yeah, it's actually probably one of the smarter moves TNA has actually made. Yeah, I think the only thing that I thought was kind of a bummer though is that um, recently, I mean, they had kind of pulled Mike Tenay to, and Mike Tenay is still kind of part of the company he kind of does like interviews and whatnot kind of uh, similar to what Don West was doing uh, when they pulled him from the show to replace him with Taz but that, now you got like it's almost like a one man announcing team now because Taz left the company and um, and I believe he's hey, doing Taz left? yeah Taz is no longer with TNA and um, fucking come on back brother yeah no shit I, th- I think if you know if anybody would benefit I mean like maybe Ring of Honor, or like uh, not Ring of Honor, but uh, no, I want SmackDown. I might actually watch SmackDown. Yeah, if he went back to WWE, be cool. Um, Lucha Underground would also be a really cool show to see him on. Um, Throw him on NXT. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah, no shit. Because like, I mean, the one thing I like about NXT is they always have like this like rotating uh, announced team, which is always cool. Because when you listen from week to week to week, it's not always the same guys. I mean, Taz was supposed to replace the king. 
Yeah, what and 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 to, to be honest with you, actually, if he if he if Taz joined NXT, it would almost be perfect considering that NXT had just recently signed <laughs> another Taz is a better commentator than JBL or Booker T. Yeah. But what I was getting... Yeah, Michael Cole is better, but I'm so sick of Michael Cole. Yeah, Michael because Cole's kind of... He uh, the wrestling moves, and when he does, he normally says the wrong move. Yeah. You, you, and I am so sick and tired of his old vintage Orton. Vintage. Vintage what? I'm <laughs> in his... I'm, I was so happy when Brock broke his shit. I was yeah, so fucking shit. happy. <laughs> and he was happier when he fucking shut that supposed cameraman in that 5 too. Um, you know who I would actually love to see replace Colin King? Byron Saxon and Renee Young. That would be a fucking great... I mean, because they were, they're a great fucking announced team on NXT. No, no, Paul Heyman. Oh, that too. Oh, I'd love to see him back on the mic. He yeah, so but... He, kind of but, oh, I can't wait to see Stone Cold's new podcast with Paul Heyman. Following uh, Monday Night Raw next week. Oh, or, nice. Is it actually going to be on the WWE Network, or is it going to be on, uh, or just on his? WWE Network. Oh, that's going to be cool. Six Fuck you, WWE. Nine ninety fucking nine. So yeah, I mean, so so TNA kind of shaping up, even though a lot of the roster has been kind of slimmed down. Uh, we see a lot of the same, or a lot of guys that that have kind of been there in the past year. Um, still kind of holding on. Of course, we have Eric Eric Young, Austin Aries, Bobby Lashley, Kenny King, um, and of course, you know, we see a lot of guys returning too, like Sanjay Dutt, um, you know, uh, fucking uh, Loki, and um, I mean, there've been there've been a lot of uh, cool add-ons, and then a lot of cool like, um, you know, just a lot of uh, not polished wrestlers, but I mean, just guys that we've seen in TNA from TNA's past that have kind of made a, you know, they've made a comeback, and it's kind of nice to see that. Yeah, them losing AJ and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Oh, speaking and, of and speaking of Samoa Joe, what do you think about him soon to be appearing in NXT? Makes me want to watch it more. Fuck yeah. Maybe. I mean, I actually saw a picture of Samoa Joe uh, from... I can't remember what website it was from, but dude, he looks a lot fucking skinnier, and he looks a lot more jacked than he used to be. I mean, just imagine that guy. I mean, as a fat man, or I mean, not completely fat, but I mean, as a big guy, he fucking moves around like nobody, and lighter he weight. Just go through and run through NXT, just run over it. Yeah. I actually, I'm in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be enjoying the shit out of that. I mean, uh, I already watch NXT every single week, but man, that would just make my day. They need to like, like when they hit him, it's like hitting Brock Lesnar, like you know, it just doesn't fade him. Like uh, when Rollins tried to do his spin kick to Brock, yeah, no after shit. the title, and then Brock was trying to turn him, and dude, Rollins ran like a little. <laughs> All right, so the last thing I want to touch on, since we're almost out of time. Um, is on Netflix currently. Um, there's a documentary on there for wrestling fans who hasn't who haven't seen this yet. Um, there was a documentary that was done by um, a small that was done by a film crew, uh, out not associated with the WWE whatsoever, um, about the Iron Sheik. So the documentary The Sheik on Netflix, it's such a great watch. It's not not only is it funny. 
but you get to learn a history about the Iron Sheik. I personally, I didn't even know. I had no fucking idea. You know, the Sheik is, was involved in as much stuff as he was involved in, and not to mention, I mean, to his credit, you know, was basically the the responsible for the major success of WWF climbing to the top of wrestling. I mean, with the rivalry he had with Hulk Hogan back in the day. I mean, because he's basically what helped build Hulkamania. I mean, without Hulkamania, we wouldn't have WWE right now. So. Well, without the hero, without yeah. the villain, you wouldn't have the hero. No, and like some of the stuff that, because uh, when he first started out in wrestling, um, uh, in pro wrestling, you know, he was wrestling as a face. You know, he was way more chiseled, like ripped, like completely ripped. He had hair. He kind of looked like Snuka almost, you know, but, um, you know, maybe just a little bit more of a chiseled pretty boy face. And, you know, seeing him in his, like, fucking, uh, in his singlet almost reminded me of, like, a darker skinned fucking Kurt Angle. And it was, I mean, he was pretty fucking impressive back in his day. And, I mean, I had no idea. And, I mean, because, like, from what I remember of the Iron Sheik, I mean, considering I, when I was a kid, I hated him. But I just don't remember him being... I remember him being, like, this big, stocky-looking dude. But I just never could have imagined that. He used to look like a fucking machine. And, I mean, impressive as hell, too, even for back in his day. Whatever. You don't like... Oh, you still there? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, for everybody who's a fan of it, uh, definitely check out the Sheik documentary. It is available on Netflix with a subscription, of course, of seven ninety nine. So I'm just going to do that for no reason. Uh, oh, God. Is there anything that Stavro wants to plug? Paul Heyman, Stone Cold, must watch, dude. I could listen to Paul Heyman talk for hours, okay? And I can't wait to hear him talk on Stone Cold Show. <laughs> And what else? Oh. No, nothing really. No, nothing? Nice. All right, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody can suck my fucking dick, basically. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so, so, so suck some stuff, hypocrisy. Um, I'm Ryan. Uh, tune in every single... We're going to have this show at least once a month. Um, so tune in. RottenCorpsEntertainment.com is the place to find us. And... Oh, wait, I forgot about uh, Rollins' worst pedigree ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rollins, you suck. Stephanie does a better pedigree. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know what they should, you know who should be doing a pedigree? And they, they shouldn't really be doing it pedigree style. They should try to do it like, uh, actually, this would be really cool. Like, um, like, one of my favorite pedigrees our version of the pedigree is the angel's wings from uh, Christopher Daniels, right? And they go back to a fucking uh, RKO. Yeah, no shit. Or another way to do the uh, to do a pedigree would be to kind of do it like a Firebird Splash almost. Or the or uh, Phoenix Splash. I'm sorry. No, not yeah. Phoenix Splash. God damn it! I can't remember the name of it. Um, you know, like Hayabusa's old fucking uh, suplex finisher. Hayabusa, Mr. Wheelchair? Yep, Mr. Wheelchair. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, definitely... Hey, if you don't think wrestling is real, go watch some death matches. Fuck yeah. Alright, so we are out...
Thank you very much. All right, I'm going to cut it right there. Mm -hmm.